Welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. Thank you for joining us for our inaugural trilogy. These first three chapters serve as an introduction to our characters. They are best thought of as a supplemental to the main story, which begins with chapter four. In these first three chapters, each player answers some fairly basic questions regarding their character's background. We set this up so that everyone could have a basic understanding of the characters before jumping into the action. As part of the survey, each player also describes a smaller quest they performed that involved another player before the start of the story. That is to say, they describe how they thought it went. Each character introduction ends with us playing out that impromptu quest to discover what really happened. As a bit of a warning, I will tell you that all three chapters were recorded in a single sitting, and during this time we had the name of an alter ego change from Arwen to Kara. Those names are used interchangeably in these episodes, and I apologize for any confusion, but don't worry, the names are all settled starting at chapter four. With that out of the way, I welcome you to our story. Let us, then, move over to Nate. Please introduce us to yourself. My name is Darvin Grimm. Uh, I'm sorry, isn't there a title there? Wait, wait. Master. Master Darvin Grimm. Yes. Mr. Noble. Master. And you are playing a human. Yes. Human. Very good. You've been in the city just like the rest of them, for some time now. How long have you been here, and what is it exactly you do? I've been here, I guess my family's here, I've been here all my life. Okay, so and how long's that? 28 years. You're such a young pup. Okay, and what do you do? I am a monk in a order of monks. <laughs> monk in an order of monks. Yeah. Monk in monastery. So, what is this monastery all about? What is their What is their thing? What's their jam? Death and the proper order of things. I serve the god of death by killing people. <laughs> That's a fair uh, offering to a god of death. It is not for me to decide who dies. Mm-hmm. They just the orders come down to me, and I don't know where they get them. Presumably, they come from God Himself. Alright. And I kill whoever they tell me. And once they tell me to kill someone, I can't not do it, because if I ever don't kill someone, then that means I am then deciding who lives and who dies, which makes me a murderer. So I have to follow my orders to the letter. Wow. That's, a, that's some strict ruling right there for you guys. I will execute God's will, but I will not alter it. Along with all the people. Yes. So, it's all cold open. <laughs> So who is your closest acquaintance here in the city? I have a friend in the monastery, but I don't know his name because 
Now, are you not allowed to know each other's names? Yeah, we're all we're all anonymous until we reach level three. <laughs> <laughs> until you receive certain your m- your monk name. Yeah, under which you operate, and then we refer to each other by our monk name. So we would be like, uh, I don't want to say initiate, but we would both be referred to by rank, and we'd be more or less the same rank. Hey two, hey three. I. Hey, number one. I like hey, this. Two. Now, I know we're going to get to this in a second here, but since you're part of a noble family, is it just that everyone chooses to ignore the fact that they might know who you are since you're a rich guy? Yeah, I mean, in theory, we don't know any names, but you're right. There are people who would recognize me. I'm not, I mean, I've been in hiding for a long time. Mm-hmm. So people that have been at the monastery, as long as me, would probably have some idea who I was, but it's also been a little obscured through time. Okay. It's, it's been 12 years. That doesn't mean I don't occasionally interact with my family, hence having mm-hmm. bards and stuff. Party! Alright, so somebody here in Karami considers you to be an enemy. Why is that, and who are they? I was thinking there could be a rival order. Of monks or yeah. death worshippers? Ooh, it doesn't matter either. Death worshippers. Because my thought is it's the same religion, but mm-hmm. like, you know, slightly different take on it. Yeah. There are many aspects of death. There's the sort of planned out order of death, which you serve. And then there's also just the kind of chaotic nature of death. Like, it just comes sometimes. And yeah. Some people embrace that. And, and those guys don't like us very much because we're so, you know, methodical in time and it has to... Mm. The orders have to come from God himself. I like it. So the rival order is, you know, there's a lot of conflict because we try to stop them from killing people randomly. Now, who is it in that order that thinks of you as an enemy? Like A specific person. Is it the person in charge of that whole order? Like the head priest? No. Is there some other just like servant who just has seen you a few times and doesn't like you? Yeah, it's someone who would be, you know, more comparable to my rank, not some higher up, mm-hmm. but a lower level that we've crossed paths once or twice on okay. assignments and our interests are always conflicting. So, you know, I'm always foiling him or he's foiling me. So when you both serve death, what's it like when you foil somebody else? Like, did you save somebody he was meant to kill or vice versa? Yeah, I mean, if my orders were that this person doesn't die, mm-hmm. then I would try to stop him. If his orders are different, my my targets tend to be—I mean, not always—but my targets tend to be either older people or people who—and I don't know mm-hmm. this—but people who seem like they're probably guilty of some crime. All right. A question for you then to add on to this: If he interferes enough, are you allowed to kill him so you can kill your target? No, only if strictly ordered to by my god. Okay. And so far, that has not happened. Uh, I can tell you right now, he does not have that same compulsion. Good. Well, this other dude serves a more chaotic side, so... Yeah, that's fair. Oh my god, this is going to be fun. It's going to be impossible. I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys are going to be so annoyed with me again. Does not kill without order. I'm only going to be as annoyed with you as you are with me. <laughs> we'll all have our own ways to annoy each other. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, within the past year, 
someone in your, in your life, someone important, has died right. here in the city. So who were they, and what do you know about it? So, I do have the family background, but I'm going to say that's not quite as recent, so back burner that for right now. Alright. And yeah, this is someone within the past year. Yeah, so... I came to the monastery at the age of 16 because, well, you don't need to know the because yet. You're right, I know. (laughs) But, so the person who's been chaining me. Oh, you also lost a mentor. Yes, but the circumstances are somewhat mysterious. Oh, really? He was a higher order. He'd been training me, you know, most of my life since I was 16 until recently Mm -hmm. when he died. And, you know, he was kind of an older guy, 50s or 60s, but I don't know how he they just told me he died. They didn't say why, you know. Yeah, so you have no idea how he died. If it was, if he was found hanging from a rafter, impaled on a spear, poison, you just know he's dead. Right. They just told me they found him dead. And you were never allowed to like see his body or anything. Never. And they want to keep the whole thing hush hush. Question asking is discouraged. Weird. Okay. So now I have a new trainer that I don't know that well. Death under mysterious circumstances. I like it. Master Darwin, what are you most skilled at? Killing. Most skilled at killing. How? What is your <laughs> specialty? I tend to favor, you know, quick, clean deaths. We're not, we're not masochists or, we're not sadists. There you go. We do what needs to be done, but. Okay. Do you have a preferred weapon? Yeah, my short sword. Short sword. Just get in and stab people. Or are you more of a throat cutter? Um, more throat cutting if I can. Whatever's fastest. If I can sneak up on someone. Alright. So you're most skilled at killing people cleanly and quickly. What are you least skilled at? Talking. In general? Yeah. I mean, I'm very... If you find yourself in a public setting, say, at a party being thrown by your parents with a bard, are you talking with those people, or... Are you shy? Mute? I'm not I'm not shy, but I dislike it and I'm cumbersome and awkward with language. So it's Okay. You know. I Are you better in any particular set of circumstances like one on one or crowds? Or is it just everybody? Mm, I think with people that I know well it's better mm-hmm. because I have you know, they understand my modes of communication. But I'm all about thought and not so much about speaking. So I express myself very simply and plainly. So when you're in the monastery talking with your best friend, is it a lot of talking or is it just a lot of, like, reading each other's expressions? Mm, it's more expression reading. Okay. We're not super vocal. It's fine. Death can be quiet. What is Master Darwin's favorite way to unwind? How do others view this? Um, he really likes whittling. Whittling. Whittling me! And he can spend hours, like, carving wood into strange, soothing shapes. Okay. Is this... Do people view this well? Or is this an obsession? It is kind of an obsession. Do they support you? Would they rather you stop? It is kind of an obsession because he's always trying to, like, you know, make the perfect sphere or the perfect mm-hmm. cube or the perfect wooden dagger or whatever. It is kind of an obsession. Have people voiced any concern of this, or is it just like they look at you funny when you do it? 
It's more they look at me funny when I do it, especially in the monastery because I'm supposed to be this, you know, badass assassin type. So they think it's funny that I'm using my prowess on something artistic. But you said you've whittled wooden daggers before. Have you ever killed someone with one? One that I whittled? Yes. I think it would be hard to get it sharp enough, wouldn't it? <laughs> Not hard to get it sharp enough to stab with. Plunge that right into someone's chest pretty easily. Maybe once on a special assignment. I wouldn't do it intentionally because, remember, we're not trying to prolong suffering. Yeah. But if there was some reason why on a specific job I had to get in without a weapon, then, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. something that probably would have happened at least once. Luckily, you don't have to worry about any fantasy metal detectors scanning you for daggers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Not used intentionally to kill. but But if I had to. Sometimes, if you gotta kill somebody, you gotta kill somebody. You gotta improvise. Um, what is it that you fear most? So the reason I'm stuck in the well, not stuck. The reason I was put in the monastery was because of some business dealing with my parents that I don't know the details on because you know I was 16. They didn't. I didn't understand. They didn't tell me. They didn't want to worry me. Mm-hmm. So that's why they stuck me in the monastery because they thought that there was some danger out there toward me, and they were right. And I don't know what it was. So there's an unknown fear. Like, something's out to get you. Yeah. And I don't know who or what. Do you believe... What do you believe it is? Like, do you think it's more an organization? A person? I believe Uh, it's a person. I believe it's a specific business. Not partner, but rival, let's say, of my parents. Whose daughter I also happen to be in love with. (laughs) Well, then you would very much so know. Okay. And there's an unknown party out to kill you. So you're a little bit paranoid. Yeah. That's... That'll be interesting. Question. Since you serve a god of death, essentially, if someone came and tried to kill you, would would that be something you would fight against? Unless... Good question. Unless they had orders from the god himself. Yes. So if someone within your own monastery came down with a scroll that had Master Darvin Grimm written out on it to be killed, would you just let it happen? Yes. Wow. It would be my time. Time's come. I'm just going to put that one in the back pocket. <laughs> don't make that happen. Don't, don't worry about it. Damn it. Hey, we've already said there's lots of other people serving the God of Death. I guess i got to start making a new character. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that one coming. Okay. You should maybe have an idea in the back of your head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, who or what will you always make time for? Uh, My monastery members. Mm, Is there a particular time when you had to drop a task or something and go tend to them? I mean, it's always an excuse to get away from the family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like at all their big galas and balls it's always like yeah <laughs> they got big balls and it yeah right oh and you know the parents know where I'm going or rather the dad because the mom's dead the parents okay. know where I'm going the dad knows where I'm going but no one else okay I, I feel this next question we pretty much answered you worship the god of death yes see are you an ardent worshiper like, do you attend services perform rites do you proselytize at all? At this point, no proselytizing, but everything else, yes. Because, you know, we are select, chosen few instruments mm-hmm. of God. Do you carry anything on you 
as like a holy, not, not like a holy symbol, like what a, the class would use, but like, do you wear a cross around your neck or have like a tattoo or anything that denotes you as being a follower? Ooh, a tattoo. Okay. And also I want to say my sword is like some kind of special design. What's the special design of your sword? <laughs> I don't know. Describe your sword. Wait, it's a black steel blade. Hmm. Black steel is nice. Black steel. With a white bone hilt. Is it <laughs> is it straight? Does it have a little curve to it? Yeah, it's got a little curve. Like a little ceremonial. Okay. But it's also got some kind of... Like a cutlass like with the curve just at the very end? Yeah. Yeah. But there's also some kind of emblem on like the hilt okay. of my god, which I don't know what it looks like yet. But Do you have any ideas that you want to float out there? I can think of as a triangle or an S, and I don't know why either of those are jumping out of me right now. We could put an S in a triangle. That would be cool. I'm not sure what that S stands for yet, but we can certainly do that. What does the Superman S stand for? Oh, is the is it pointing up or pointing down? What, the S right. or the triangle? A triangle. triangle. Oh. An S looks the same upside down. Uh, <laughs> and backwards. Let's no, say no, it's no. the triangle's pointing down, so I'm not stealing the Superman logo. The triangle's pointing down, you just stole the Superman yeah, logo. Yeah. <laughs> then the triangle's pointing up. But the S is Could be all... pointing to the side, too. Hang on, I'm drawing the S. Ooh, we can get some some quick little art here. He is an artist, after all. This is the S. The side oh, it should be nice. more or less even. I kind of won that a bit. Very nice. Looks uh, a lot like the, the screw attack S. Yeah, exactly. The what? Uh, from... Metroid, she gets the screw attack upgrade. It looks uh, like a little sphere with an S. Very much like that. But kind of goes beyond the borders. So is this S a... Re- is it purely religious, or is it something tied to somebody within your monastery? Well, I mean, to us it's religious. Mm-hmm. But the other, you know, the our rival monastery would not find it religious. It would so it's it. not recognized outside of the monastery as a religious symbol. Correct. That's fine. It's a, it's a little wink and nod to everybody on the inside. If they see that, they know that's who you serve, and they know which side you're on. Yeah. That's fine. It's like a little hidden wink and nod. So I would have this on my sword, and possibly also tattooed. I guess the tattoo would be the same thing. I like it. Finally, you... Well, not, but there's going to be one more. Uh, but you worked together with somebody else here on a previous job. What did you do? And how did that all play out? Chris, you have thoughts? Well, um, it depends on if you wanted to be involved with, like, your your noble birth side or, like, your order side. Like, There's definitely room for both or either. If you want to go noble birth side, then you may possibly know my noble alias. If you go, like, death order side, we may have... You may actually know my true identity because we may have been assigned a task oh, together snap. in our purest forms. But knowing my true identity makes you also someone that would be on a very short list of people I need to keep an eye on. <laughs> Let's say I don't know your true identity. It's the, there's a third possibility, which is just that because you're associated with the same bar. Yeah, right? this is you. Yeah, which I would see as you know places for information. Mm-hmm. So. It's also pop, except we wouldn't end up working together. But you might know me if you'd seen me like come into your bar and like mm-hmm. you know intimidate someone into giving me information. How cloistered are to your order? Are uh, how cloistered cloistered to your order are you? <laughs> I mean, do you still go out like so occasionally? Huh. 
Like, I still... Like, you at least have to go out to carry out these tasks. Right. Mo- mostly I go out to carry out the tasks, but there's also some... As much as I try to separate myself from the family, there's so, still occasional... When you go out killing people, are you allowed to do this in view of other people? You mean so that other people can see me? Like, if somebody saw you kill somebody, would that be cool? Or does it have to be done in this in the shadows? Like, no, it has to be in the shadows. Okay. Or at least it has to... I have to try for it to be in the shadows. What if uh, you were sent to kill somebody who was hanging out at Tobard's bar? That would work. And you, believing the basement to be empty, got them drunk and dragged them down there to kill them. Yeah, yeah. And good old uh, Arwen Frostfall over there saw you, and then you worked together on a task after that. She saw, hey, this is a murderer, but for good reason. And then there was somebody that, you know, needed to be taken out. And you worked together for that. That's perfect. I don't know. I did Who that. was it? Yeah. Describe this person. It doesn't have to be, like, was this a rich person? The person uh, we worked together to take out? Yeah. Yeah. You guys went out and killed somebody. This could have been one of your assignments. It would have had to have been one of my assignments. Okay. But you would have to know about it, too. Yeah. Because mm. you would have come to me You'd for fill her in on it. So what in would order require to, like, more than... Yeah. What, what would require more than just you to go do? You would need an assistant. Hmm. Also, it could be tied to the person that you witnessed me kill, right? Because then you could be like, hey, I need to kill mm-hmm. this person's brother, too. And I'd be like, hey, so do I. So this person, were, were they part of, like, a rich family? Uh, uh, yeah. Are they part of... Okay. Oh, 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 oh. Are they a criminal family at all? Like, are they... Probably. Just like my family's probably. What did they do to deserve to be killed? The thing is that... I don't... The thing is, usually, I don't... No. Mm-hmm. The orders come down, I just... Okay. What if, um... What if the person you were assigned to kill was the person who killed my contact, and the reason I joined you is because I wanted a little bit of revenge? Yes, perfect. I like that. He, so he got the order, hey, this guy's a douche, and he's going around killing people in a drunken state. You went, he's been killing people, I need some help. And I went, I will gladly help you kill that guy. Yeah. Nice. That sounds good. Nice. I I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> it also ties up a potential loose end in our created stories. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. They're, they don't have to have loose ends. This is just something you guys know, have yeah, yeah. done together at some point so you can recognize everybody at this table. Got it. When we meet for the first time, yeah. Because it's not the first time. Yeah. We don't need to spend four fucking hours. <laughs> Go, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Why do I trust you? It's like, no, you You've all done something, at least with one other person. Uh, finally, where is it that you live? Um, in the monastery, which is under a church. Sort of, I guess it would technically be underground. Okay. Well, an underground part of a church. Uh, is the whole church dedicated to your god? Yes. All right. But the top level is open to the public, and so we have worshippers come and worship so the god. So are you in the rich part of town over on the east side? Yeah. Or are you in the... Okay, you're not with the regular people. You're, nah. That's fine. Rich God. You're... Death God. You're, a, you're the son of nobles. Makes perfectly good sense. They would send you to the rich boarding school. You know, maybe the chaotic monasteries and the other... Yeah, they're probably on the poor side of town. <laughs> wow. Classist bastard. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you live there, uh, underground... And you've been living there for the past 12 years? Yep. 
what are your sleeping arrangements like? What do they um, give you as an initiate to this monastery? Minimal. I've got like a, I'd say cot, but it's it's kind of like carved into the wall, which is made out of, well, it's underground, so it's like some kind of stone slab with just, you know, hay or a blanket on top. And it's bunked, so I have a roommate. So I have a little room. You have a roommate? Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh, who's that roommate? What are they like? Are, are they in the same place as you? Like... Organizationally speaking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because w- once you're, you know, once you rank high enough, you get your own room. But I have to share a room with this guy. With this guy? Okay. Uh, what? What's he like? What's his personality? Are you fast friends? No. You, is Is he annoying? Yeah. Is he? He's annoying. Uh, we don't We don't talk a lot because it's discouraged. But <laughs> when he does talk, I find his thoughts vapid. So really shallow stuff. Yeah. How does this person kill? You prefer the short sword and throat slitting. What does this guy do? Uh, he's much less direct. He's overly showy. <laughs> His kills tend to be kind of messy, which is against our MO. It's my personal opinion that he doesn't really belong. Are, are they messy because he's just doing a poor job at it, or does he have a weapon that is innately messy, like a saw blade? Or <laughs> he's like a yeah, flail. Yeah, it, it's, it's something... Stupidly over the top like that, where he just, you know, a flail or a saw blade, where he just like don't. Oh man! I feel like he's in it for the wrong reasons. An annoying, showy, killer for hire. Yeah. Well, so that brings me you to a question. Religious reasons. <laughs> you yeah. kill for religious reasons. These are all presumably passed down by the god. Right. Do you ever take outside work? No. Okay. Because that would make me a killer. Uh, uh, I'm not to split any hairs here, but you're killing a lot of people here. I mean, it would make me a murderer. Oh, okay. Killing that's not specifically ordered by God is... you view it more, you are carrying out duly appointed capital punishment. Right. Not just, like, I kill whoever. Right. I don't get to decide who lives and dies. It's up to the gods. I just carry out the gods' will. Nice. How many people have you killed for your god? Well, I've been living here 12 years, and they've been training me. I probably wouldn't have been doing actual assignments the first few years. That would have been more preparation. So I would say maybe, I don't know what a regular amount is, but assuming this is a pretty good-sized city, right? (laughs) Like I said, there are thousands of people living in this city. One death can easily go overlooked. But, yeah, you guys are killing for a purpose. And, you know, we try to target... I mean, most of our targets tend to be uh, old. Unless or, you're killing a whole household or everybody in a certain place of business, it's just one of those deaths. Th- yeah, that, that would be atypical. So I would say probably... I mean, there's other killers. I'm not the only one. Yeah. I'd probably get one you know, every couple of months. There's Or more. It could be even All once right. a month. But there's a lot of uh, footwork, too. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's more investigative. If you're killing secretly, privately, then yeah. You need to make sure you get them at a place where they're alone. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. So, one or two people every month or so? Yeah. How, how many has that come to? Uh, I want to know how long you've been killing and how many people. So, I've been doing it for like, let's say, six, let's say six years. All right. Six years. Because oh. before that, I was still here, but I would have been in training. Sure. <laughs> you have to do some funny math next uh, time. <laughs> let's take a... A side note into one of our appendices here. 
time works weird here. Right. Months only vaguely exist. They're about three weeks long apiece. So if you've been killing one or two people for six years every month, that's what I say this came out to. Oh, I had this all in my head. I could also simplify it and just say about ten people a year. Yes, you could simplify it and say about ten mm-hmm. people a year. That would be much easier than me going to my... Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. So you've killed 60 people. Yeah. Give or take. Freaking murderer. No. I carry out the will of God. So that's... It's nine months a year. So that's okay. ten's about right. Perfect. You've killed 60 people. You say you've mostly killed old people. Or, yeah. like, people on the way out. Not like... Yeah, yeah, mostly. Have you ever killed anybody especially young? Yes, once. How young? Mm, like 14. Did that person also get the standard throat cutting? Yeah, I was quick. It was important in that case to be quick. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any last things about Master Darvin Grimm we need to know? I have, you know, mixed emotions about the 14-year-old I killed, but, <laughs> you know, orders came down, I carried them out, I did what I had to, since I don't know why, but sometimes her, you know, death screams still anguish me at night. All right. But I just block it out because i got to do God's will. It is my call in life. That is good, good, good. It works for me. Last thing we have. Oh, of course, we're going to end on a hit. Yeah, we are. So we have uh, Master Darvin and Kara out to go kill somebody. The night begins with Master Darvin being sent to kill this old drunk. His liver is just shot. (laughs) He can frequently be found vomiting after a night of good drinking. And he is currently at the Bard's Rest, where you were able to find him. And are quickly able to ply him with booze and to follow you downstairs, where you kill him with your black steel short sword. With a quick uh, throat slitting, heart plunging. Throat slitting. Uh, There's a moment of shock on his face uh, as he realizes what's going on. But he drops to the floor and quickly bleeds out into the dirt of the basement. I should have something to say when I kill people. Catchphrase. As long as it's not requiescat and pache. No, it's not that. And it's also not (laughs) Valor Morialis or whatever. That's good, because that's not a thing. (laughs) Whatever it is. It's it's not that thing. Right, right. And as you stand over his bleeding body, thinking to yourself, all right. I really need a catchphrase. Contract fulfilled. (laughs) Or thinking to yourself, damn, I wish I had a catchphrase right now. (laughs) Uh, In this very low light that's down here, you hear some movement from the other side of the basement, and you see Kara over there. She's kind of sitting on my cot. Why did you kill a dude? Just slack-jawed. In amazement, just like that's a dude who just got murdered in front of me. You have just this this barmaiden sitting there staring at the fact that you just murdered a dude in front of her. Readings, barmaid. You just killed that guy. <laughs> Did I? 
What? I'm not. I'm not that sure. That's how it happened. I just saw you do it with my own two eyes. Well, I mean, there was conversation. There was shouting. There was altercation. I saw you lead a drunk guy down here and slit his throat. There was no altercation. I, mean, I think I need to go get the town guard. City guard, please. City guard. Please. The city guard. Say no town. <laughs> this, is, this is a legit city. Oh, it is incorporated. Okay. I need to go get the guard. Um, You're a murderer. Who's to say who attacked who? <laughs> I am. I believe she <laughs> I watched it happen. He was drunk. You let him down here. You stabbed him. No, I'm sorry. Slit his throat. He attacked me first. He didn't... He did not attack you. He was drunk. He was just standing there. What do you want? Well, want? You not to kill me and to tell someone what you did. Real quick point of clarification here for Master Darwin. Is it your monastery's policy to then lie about the things that you have done? No. Okay. I understand getting out of a tight spot. Yeah. I just want to know, like, how deep into this your monastery usually promotes. Uh, none of it. I'm going to do penance for being caught and more probably for lying. For lying. <laughs> About it? Okay. <laughs> You're just caught off guard? Yeah. I'm, I'm not thinking. Slipped. I'm not thinking. All right. Continue. Sorry. Um, is it possible you saw wrong? I saw what I saw. I saw you kill a guy. And you didn't see him attack me. No? Master Darth, you said you don't usually know why you're set to kill people. Right. Do you have any, like, physical sign of contract that you are supposed to kill this person? Yeah, I would have, like, a... Okay. I would have orders on a piece of paper. Okay. Just curious. There's a few new reasons that I could give you one, but since no... All you just have is your written order to kill this person. And, uh... Right. You do know that you also have another order to kill this person's sister. Okay. But see, I'm not going to be like, by the way, I'm also going to kill his sister. No, that's no, no. right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know what? You recognize they both have the same family name. And okay. so, okay. Like, in the back of your head, you know, like, you're not done. Especially with this person's family. <sighs> I have to get out of here somehow. The way you set up the story was like you two worked together at some point. Oh no, I didn't think he was going to catch me and be all, oh no, I'm going to turn your head. I thought it was supposed to be. Well, how do you convince her otherwise? I would probably not attempt to bribe her because that's probably also frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> Bribery is not shit. I don't know. This is a tough one. Could always be honest. It's a secret order. I'm not supposed to tell anyone about the monks. Okay. The order. You may be out of options. It's highly secretive. You could persuade or intimidate in some way. Ooh, intimidate. That would be the obvious choice of the barmaid that you came across. Yeah. Seeing as you have a very bloody black steel sword in your hand at the moment, too. I say you don't tell anyone. I say you forget what you saw. Okay, uh, roll Intimidate. Kara, roll a... This is going to be a Wisdom Saving Throw. I got a 9. got an 11. Uh, yes, you believe this person would be perfectly alright with turning that sword on you, having been caught killing this How person in your room. 
Hey, 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 you don't, you don't have to kill me. That's good to hear. You, you, I was never here. If you'll agree I wasn't here, I was never here. Agreed. That works for me. Perfect. You should leave, and I'm going to scream and say I just found this body here. <laughs> I think that's the best plan. Okay, so, Mr. Darwin, you head back upstairs and kind of ingratiate yourself with another crowd. Just to kind of convince everybody that you never left. You've been up here this whole time. Smart. Not at all a suspect. Nice. And a few minutes later, there's a scream coming from the basement. Which would definitely be Kara. Mm-hmm. Do you stay down there? No, I go running up okay. the stairs. <laughs> awesome. You come running up the stairs screaming, Oh my god, oh my god, there's a dead man in the basement. Pretty much. And a number of people rush downstairs. To go take a look. Do you go down there? No, nah. I don't. Either of you. I don't. And yeah. it's no surprises for you what's down there. But there's panicked shouting. Uh, there's, of course, questioning, like, who saw what. Uh, someone is being told to go find the guards to bring an investigation down around here. Uh, what do you do, Darvin? Nothing. If I do leave, you stay in the bar? For a bit. Okay. Yeah, if I leave, it implicates me more. But I'm trying to look like someone who, you know, mild distaste for blood. So, like, if I actually saw the body, I might get physically ill, and that would be embarrassing. All right. So as much as I think it's tragic, I'm not going to go down to see it. Uh, After a few minutes, Tobard comes back up from the basement, taking a look around. Uh, And Kara, he comes to you. Basically, he wants to just comfort you. You just saw a dead person. I did. I'm freaked out. freaked out, man. Gosh, is everything okay? What was down there? What did you see? I, I just I went down to, to you know call it a night because you gave me the night off early and there was there was just a body there. Did was there anybody else down there? Nope. I had just gotten down there and there was no one there. Look, look, keep keep your eyes peeled. If you see anybody with a weapon or anybody looking shifty, let me know. Or the guards should be here real soon. Yeah, if you could also make sure people don't leave. At least just let let me know if somebody does. I'm glad you're safe. Start calming yourself down. You notice that person who definitely did kill this oh, yeah. man uh, is seated at a table over there in the corner. I'm not looking at him. But my weapon is still bloody, right? So I should probably get I, out of here. You could have sheathed it. I assume you've got a sheath. Yeah, I have a sheath, but I mean, if they notice that I'm carrying a weapon, they might actually see it and that I'm in trouble. Yes, you do yes, have a bloody sword. Be. You could take some time to clean it if you want, or you could leave. Yeah, it's probably time to leave. Okay. Kara, you notice this man leaving. Okay. I, I take a note of it, but don't say anything. I was thoroughly intimidated. It's, it's a few weeks later, and you are hunting down this person that... Uh, you said this was your rival guild member? No, the, the guy I'm hunting down is the guy who killed my contact. Okay, that is not this person, then. Uh, you find yourself in the market area, and you knew the man who died. You also know his family, uh, and it would appear his family is out, and they are looking at an animal stall. These are all like household animals, you know, dogs, cats, uh, birds, things of that nature. And it looks like they are going to buy themselves an animal, possibly to relieve some grief. Uh, and you can roll perception. Oh, it's a whole four. Mm-hmm. So tiny, I can't read the numbers, but yes, it's a four. Master Darvin, 
You are also in the market area. Uh, Car does not see you at all. You are following this man's family as well. There is his sister. They are looking at uh, some cats in particular right now. Uh, you can give me a perception check. Six. Jesus Christ. You don't see each other. So as you're both kind of... You're there to probably buy some goods, I would assume, Kara. As you're just kind of making your way through the marketplace, you run into one another. Just boom. I don't know, would you have been carrying anything with you? Uh, if I made my purchases, I'd have been carrying whatever I was buying. Sure, you dropped some... Uh, you, you were out buying potatoes and leeks. Uh, some and, and you dropped that on the <laughs> ground. Hey, you know it. You, you spilled this poor woman's food. Uh, sorry. I guess I helped her pick it up. Okay. Uh, and as you're helping, getting this food back in her basket, your eyes meet at some point, and you both realize, oh, dang, this is that other person. Yeah, I'm going to quickly finish filling up my basket and start to walk away from the creepy man who I watched kill a dude. Yeah, me too. She's not a creepy man who killed a dude. Nah, that's true. Yeah. But she is creepy and she did see me kill a dude. Cool. Well, what reason right do you have for to think that I'm creepy? You saw me kill a dude. <laughs> and freaked out. <laughs> that is not a definition of creepy. No, if I'd have gotten turned on by it, that'd be creepy. Well, okay, that would be more creepy, sure. Whoa. I mean, it's, your, it's your character, it's your call, but... It's not happening. Oh, man. For someone who's an assassin, that would be really weird. Well, I mean, it would be very cliche as well, but... Mm-hmm. It's still weird. All right. And you choose to leave at that point, Karen? Uh, are you going to try and blend back right. in the crowd? Give me another perception roll. 19. Did you able to notice? Yeah, he was out here in the market area. Didn't seem to have anything. And did seem to be paying an awful lot of attention to that one family. And Master Darvin, you are... Uh, they've, they've purchased three cats. And... Oh, Jesus. They're heading back towards what you assume to be where they live. It's a lot of cats. You follow them? Yeah. Kara, what do you do? Got all my vegetables. I need to make sure they get back to where they belong. <laughs> Your vegetables? Yes. Okay. They belong back at the bar's at the rest. Bar, yeah. You can go do that then. Yep. Okay. That's Master Darwin, you follow this family uh, back to their home in their kind of backyard area. They've got a number of cages for animals. Nothing too small. Just like each cat has their own cage. They've got some dogs back there as well. Probably some raccoons. Or other large, kind of rodent-y animals. More than a family would usually have. <laughs> More animals than a family would usually have? Yeah. Not as pets. Mm. Uh, and they all go inside. Weird. Mm-hmm. Wait, to be clear, am I... I'm not in an order to kill right now, am I? Uh, that woman, his sister, uh, her name is Nadia. And she needs to get got. Now? Or when you're able to do it properly. Okay. As soon as it's coming yeah. Got it. But that's their home. They go inside and they they do their thing inside. What do you wish to do? I mean, I could. Is this the first time I've been out, like, stalking them? Mm, probably not. So I would probably, at this point, need to learn more about her daily routine. 
But I'm not going to be like peeping in the house because that's all, you know. There's nothing okay. subtle about that. <laughs> yeah. So I would probably honestly come back early in the morning and see if I can watch you leave the house and then follow. How many days do you usually spend kind of learning at Mark? It depends on how long it takes. Anywhere from half a day to two weeks. Okay. It just depends on what I need to learn and what I need to it's, do. It's uh, pretty easy to figure out her daily routine over the course of a week. She's not being too secretive. She spends a lot of time at home. And it seems like every other night they've got guests. Is she ever it's, not at home? Yeah, yeah, she's not at home on occasion. She goes out to meet with people. Give me a perception check for following her about town. Okay. 21. Ooh, that was very good. You can see her go to a couple buildings in particular regularly. And she doesn't go inside. She meets someone at the door, hands them a small, hastily wrapped handkerchief of money, and leaves. Sometimes she's collecting. Well, that's weird. It also doesn't give me a lot of murder windows. Unless you can get her like, in the street. Yeah, I guess that's what I'd have In a crowd. I'm not supposed to do it in a crowd. It's supposed to be secret. Okay. I mean, it could be in a crowd. You, it could be in a crowd as long as I'm not seeing it. Right tools and the right skills, you can murder someone in a crowd, no problem. Yeah, that's true. You can always do it in her home. But then there's probably going to be... I, is she ever home alone? It's rare. Her family does still live... Like, her brother's dead. That was sad. So they do have an open room now, but they uh, it's still her and her husband and, let's say, a cousin. Okay. And the other two don't leave the house often either? They go about their daily business, but she's the only one that you've been sent for. Right, but I can't, like, wait for them to be gone so I can do it? It doesn't seem to happen regularly. Okay. Uh, the only things that regularly happen are... She goes out to either pay people or collect money, and she has these gatherings at her house. Which, if you want to find out what that is, you may. What the gatherings are? Yeah. Roll a perception on that. Yeah, I'm curious. 17. Okay. It's late one night, and you see a lot of people go in. And as you're looking in through the windows, you can't actually see a lot of people inside the house. And based on the sounds of cheering and a loud crowd. Seems that they've gathered in the basement or something. And every once in a while, either Nadia or her husband, her uh, cousin, will come out and get an animal and go back inside with it. Sorry. Uh, Well, that's disturbing. Oh, wait. Nadia come No, because I can't murder at her party. That wouldn't work either. Do whatever you want. Fight. It's not always going to be them alone in a basement. Ah, uh, it's when it's easier. I guess what I'll do is I'll wait for her to be walking and then I'll try and like... I don't... That wasn't a punch. That was a... <laughs> like... You know, snatch and grab, run down an alleyway, and, you know. Murder her in her front line if there's no one else out there but the enemies. Yeah, but that never seems to happen. Okay. Sure, you're able to stake the night out. And it is, it's gone pretty, like, everything else in town is pretty much closed down. Like, there might be a gambling house still open, but any legit bar or whatever is closed at this point. 
and you see her coming out the back door, uh, heading over towards the animal cages, and she's grabbing one of those new cats that they got. Oh no, poor kitty. Don't worry. It is one of those orange cats. With like, it's got like a little black spot over one of its eyes. Sounds adorable. Okay, I'll sneak up on her. Alright, roll me. You're gonna do it right there? Yeah. Alright, roll stealth. Ooh, that crit. Damn. Okay. So you sneak up ever so carefully behind her, and I guess she gets a roll too. But I don't think she's gonna crit. Uh, as you approach, like, you can see the cat in the cage just like kind of slowly backing up towards the rear of the cage. <laughs> And then, like, it catches your eye. Like, it looks at you. And before she can even turn around to, like, what is that cat looking at? You're able to get an arm around her mouth and your blade at her throat. Uh. At which point she's... And she starts flailing. Are you you just doing the deed right there? Yeah. Slitting? All right. The, The sooner, the better. Oh, my lord. Uh, you cut this woman's throat in front of a number of animals. It's okay, the animals can't tell. No, they can't. What do you do? Dead. You've got a dead woman in her own backyard. I'm gonna set the cat loose. Just the cat? Fine, I'll set them all loose. Okay. Sorry, that's what the bard would do. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't the know. bard would free all the animals. But yeah. it's just my bardy nature. That's not this guy. He's not an animal lover. So... You set them all loose or not? Just the cat. Okay, you set just the cat loose. You open up the cat's cage, and it, like, stops and sniffs at the very large pool of blood under this woman, and sprints down the street, off into the night. I make myself scarce. Do you leave the body right there? I don't know. I mean, I guess so. I don't know what my order would do. Unlike with that dude, nobody saw you this time. So it's pretty safe to just leave the body. Or I shouldn't leave the body because then... Yeah, no, we probably have, you know, guidelines on body disposal. So I will hide it somehow. Where do you wish to hide this body? There's not like a random cart full of hay somewhere? Yeah. You want to search around for a cart. Yeah. Just toss this body in there. All right. Uh, Give me a perception check. As you peek your head out into the street looking for a cart. Nine. (laughs) You suck. You find, like, a hand wagon. So, like, a rickshaw, basically. Uh, It's just being used to transport goods. There's, like, a sack of something in it. And then, like, a couple of little boxes. Okay, so I could, like, put her in that and then kind of put some boxes on top. It would not cover her up all the way. Eh, But partially. Partially, until someone came out for their cart in the morning. (laughs) Whatever, they still won't know it's me. I'll be long gone by then. Okay. You take this woman's body over to this small little hand cart, and you slump it in there. And like, are you setting it so she's like lying down, or it looks like she's sitting in it? What do we got going on here? Oh, I'm just trying to cover as much as possible. Okay, so, so like I would put her down and then try and stack boxes. Kind of like her. put her in a little fetal position. Yeah, yeah. And throw these <laughs> things on top of her. Yeah. And as you look down, you're just like. Whew, I gotta get away from this fast. Yeah. Because anybody walking by with just a passing glance will see. You gotta get better at this. Well, you're only level one. <laughs> yep. And, and you run off into the night? I GTFO. Okay. Uh, where do you go? 
back to the monastery. Okay. <laughs> you make your way back to the east side of town, to the, of the city, and into the monastery. Is there any sort of like thing you have to do when you report a kill? Or do you even have to report? No, they always seem to know. They always know. seem to know. They always That's seem to creepy. Know. I don't know how. Deities letting them know when things happen. If that's okay. I just made up. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's not exactly how I imagined that one playing out. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland, spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrim. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. If you want to reach out to us personally, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast or email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, where you can like and follow us, or just chat with some awesome people. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next time.